Good morning, everyone. It's wicked sunny out there today. Hey, yup, gonna need your sunglasses uh, for that solar glare. Temperatures delightfully in the mid to upper 60s here in the Manchester area. The New Hampshire Department of Transportation made it to, uh, made a presentation to the Manchester Board of Mayor Alderman Tuesday night about pending bridge work on Route 293 between exits 2 and 3. The $4.5 million project repairing the bridge spans is slated to start in uh, start next spring. The DOT, while the DOT hasn't decided whether or not they'll do both spans at once or one in 2018 and the other in 2019, they got pushback on plans to close the westbound on-ramp that enters traffic from Brown Ave. The proposal prompted Mayor Ted Gatzis to ask whether or not they'd actually visited the intersection as he predicted closing the ramp would be a disaster for traffic in the area and have significant negative impact on businesses. Though the DOT officials said they had visited the area, that didn't convince Gatzis that closing the ramp was the way to go. He suggested forcing traffic on 293 down to one lane further east so the ramp could stay open. Several aldermen, including Lord Emperor Dan O'Neill, Tom Katziantonis of Ward 8, and Barbara Shaw of Ward 9, who didn't uh, agree on whose ward the ramp was located in, opposed the clo- uh, co- opposed closing the ramps. O'Neill, in particular, pushed back on the idea that signage redirecting traffic would address the problem, noting how it failed to change people's driving habits during the whole Walmart fiasco. At Gatsis's suggestion, the board moved to send a letter to the state DOT opposing the closure of the on-ramp. It passed unanimously with DOT officials uh, saying they came to the board to get feedback before plans were finalized. Also at Tuesday's meeting, there was a hairy, scary discussion over the city's fiscal situation as request as a request by Police Chief Nick Willard to cover retirement severance costs came to the fore. During that discussion, which actually took place during Finance Officer Bill Sanders' budget update, the board learned it was facing a $50,000 deficit, including unspent contingency funds, which will be necessary to make those severance payments. It also learned that Fire Chief Dan Goonan was looking for yet another $138,000 to pay severance on, for more retirees. This, by this time, in the last fiscal year, the city had experienced only four retirements. This fiscal year, to date, the city has had 11. There was some acrimonious discussion over the failure to fund severance in the budget and some frightening conversations over tapping economic development and rainy day reserves to make the severance payments rather than keep positions open to work through the expense. Sanders said that tapping those designated reserves to pay ongoing operating specs should only be done in an extreme dire emergency, warning that bond rating agencies would not look kindly on such expenditures. He expects to be visiting with them soon, by the way, as the city will be looking to issue bonds for a variety of capital projects this year. Ward 5 Alderman Tony Sapienza took the opportunity to say that the city needs to rethink severance payouts, which consist of large amounts of unused sick and vacation time that gets paid to employees when they retire. The average severance payout is around $40,000. He called the payouts a, quote, big monster and said it was, quote, a crazy system. In the real world, said Sapienza, vacation and sick time exist to replace wages for days not worked, not save it up for a retirement payment. 
He said the city had to make a structural change to its labor union contracts to eventually eliminate this practice because it simply isn't affordable anymore. That prompted union defender in chief O'Neill to complain that the problem wasn't severance or the contracts, but the city's failure to properly fund the budget, which he blamed the mayor and aldermen for not doing, as did Spendthrift Ward 4 Alderman Christopher Herbert, to absolutely nobody's surprise. News from Run Backyard continues after this. Hi, I'm John Manellis, owner of Auto Care Plus. Join me every Friday morning at 7.40 for Auto Care Corner, where we'll take your calls and chat about everything you need to know about your car. Only on Gerard at Large. Ward 6 School Board candidate John DePietro has announced he's organized an education roundtable featuring State Education Commissioner Frank Edelblue. According to a news release, DePietro said Edelblue will make opening remarks and attend uh, and attending school board candidates will then be invited to introduce themselves, followed by the discussion, which will be moderated by Edelblue. DePietro said the topics of conversation will include Title I funding, special education, cost downshifting, standardized testing and parental rights and involvement. The event is free and open to all school board members, uh, school board candidates and the public. The public will also be invited to ask questions. The event will be held on the evening of October 19th from 7 to 9 at the Naki S. Loeb School of Communication in Manchester. We've got the link you'll need to register in advance with this newsread at TorontoLarge.com. Educators from Brazil are looking to New Hampshire to help reform its country's system of education. The World Affairs Council of New Hampshire has arranged for the group to tour the Manchester School of Technology, where they will learn how competency-based classes support students' mastery of knowledge and skills. The delegation from Brazil is part of the International Visitor Leadership Program, a professional development exchange administered by the U.S. Department of State. A recent article featuring MST in the Christian Science Monitor caught the eye of State Department officials who wanted to select the right location for the U.S. in uh, in the U.S. for their Brazilian visitors to focus on. In making the announcement, Superintendent Dr. Bolhen Vargas said the Brazilians are, quote, very interested in how Manchester School of Technology is reinventing the idea of what high school can provide to students. We look forward to sharing what we do in Manchester that could drive change on an international scale. They'll visit the school today from 9 to noon. We've been unable to confirm rumors that Brazilian supermodel and Tom Brady trophy wife Giselle Bunjdindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindindind